Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the Surviving BPD Relationship Breakups podcast with your host, AJ Mahari. This podcast will give you an in-depth understanding of borderline personality disorder, whether you have it or a loved one, partner, ex, friend, adult child, or sibling of someone with borderline personality disorder. AJ Mahari is a counselor and trauma recovery coach who has 30 years experience working with those surviving borderline personality relationship breakups in all relationship types healing from codependency, inner child healing, family of origin healing, and self-differentiation, narcissistic abuse recovery, and much more. Keeping it real to help you heal. Abuse is not love. You can find this podcast at ajmahari.ca, where you can also purchase and book sessions with AJ Mahari. Please also subscribe to AJ Mahari's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash ajmahari. What are the five main reasons why why people recycle back in the relationship was after the BPD relationship breakup? What is happening for you that you can't get beyond that temporary trying to survive the BPD relationship breakup, but that there's these five reasons recycle back in the relationship and people sometimes experience all of them or or a couple or even one of them very strongly and you don't go no contact from the beginning and you're susceptible whether you realize it or not consciously you have a lot still invested in getting back with this person even when they haven't had any time or they haven't gone to therapy and many people have had this experience many are thinking about it right now many are still not able to stop the cycle of BPD relationship breakup, Hoover reverse Hoover, getting back together, BPD relationship breakup, Hoover or reverse Hoover, getting back together. And even if there isn't multiple times of getting back together, you're not getting out of the BPD relationship breakup. You're not surviving it. You're not getting into the next phase, which is going no contact and getting into therapy for healing uh, codependency and healing from the relationship and breaking that trauma bond. So now the five reasons, five main reasons why people have so much difficulty with this and don't get into the survival phase of surviving the BPD relationship breakup before you end up again back with that ex and going back around or so focused on them that you may as well be back with them and you're not able to go forward. This is much more common than people may think. 
there's a reverse Hoover by the X, or there is the Hoover by many with BPD, but they don't all Hoover. And there's a recycling again, back to going back into the relationship after all that a person has been through and the codependency reasons that that happens. So people with codependency learn in childhood that your value isn't helping a parent and more to the point that you are needing to pursue a parent or both parents trying to get your needs met. So this, this is like for various different reasons that this happens in childhood for people with codependency. This is, this is where the roots of codependency are sown in childhood when there's unmet needs and or chaos in the family, maybe a cluster B parent or parents, not always. Sometimes the family of origin functions fairly well, but for some reason, you know, one, one parent or the other is either highly critical or one parent is emotionally unavailable. They may be fighting. So it's unmet needs in childhood that you start pursuing a parent for or parents for and or if you're parentified or if you have to take care of younger siblings at a young age yourself or you're put into a caretaking role for a parent or maybe your mother and father really used to fight a lot and you used to be really trying to help your mother with her emotions after something like that happened. So when you're pursuing a parent to get your needs met it becomes an externalizing relational pattern that's very self-defeating and sets up people with codependency to really be avoiding themselves. And that becomes an entrenched pattern. And that's what codependency is. This pattern of externalizing out to rescue, help, fix, you know, caretake someone else because you believe and maybe subconsciously in adulthood, but that, that's how you're going to get your needs met. That's how you're going to feel like you matter. That's how you're going to feel like you have worth or self-esteem. And really, it's a repetition compulsion from childhood and something to do with family of origin. So why do people go back and recycle these relationships after a BPD relationship breakup? And if you are somebody who can relate to this right now, and you're just you're thinking about it or you're about to do it or you're in a recycle of going back to the ex after the BPD relationship breakup. You, you know, you need to get in therapy. What can you do to make this the last time? What can you do that when this ruptures and doesn't work out because invariably the person with BPD has had no treatment and won't work out? What are you going to do to make this your last time so you won't keep going back and recycling the relationship? Because when you recycle and you go back into the relationship with the ex, you're just recycling the same pain and the same experience all over again. And what you're doing is repeating the same thing over again, and but yet hoping somehow it's going to have a different result, which, you know, it's like technically the, you know, what they say in, the, in that quote is it's a definition of insanity. Well, it's, it certainly isn't in your best interest. It will be you losing yourself more and it will be you hurting more and, and coming back to around the cycle to the next BPD relationship breakup with the, with the same person you're recycling around with, the ex with BPD, 
and you're going to be at ground zero again in that pain, cognitive dissonance, etc. So you really need to think about what can you do now or when it does break up, if it hasn't yet, or if you're just coming out of that again, maybe it's been more than once or twice you've done this. How are you going to stop yourself now and make it the last time? The number one reason why people get back, you know, reverse Hoover after BPD relationship breakup, reverse Hoover the BPDX, or you get Hoovered by the ex, but you haven't gotten no contact and the relationship is ended in whatever way it's ended, but you're really not finished with it. And you might like to think you are, but well, the number one uh, reason why people go back and do this all over again is the obsession. You can't, the rumination. You can't stop thinking about this person. Many people have described it to me in, in client work and on live streams and, and that they just can't stop loving the person. They can't stop pining for the person. They can't stop obsessing. They can't stop ruminating about their ex. And really what, what, what happens there is largely often people in this place after BPD relationship breakup, when they're obsessed and ruminating and you can't stop focusing or thinking about your BPDX, you know, the cognitive dissonance, it becomes dichotomous. And so rather than you know, the dissonance between the sort of all good and the all bad, you get into the, to only one half of the dichotomy, which is when people are obsessing and ruminating and focusing on the X, that you tend to be thinking about the better times, the good times more than the bad times. And you're also running in your head scenarios wherein you believe perhaps, but you're really imagining that maybe if you had just done this, that, or the other thing differently, you'd still have the relationship. So this focus, these self-doubts, the way people feel like it's their fault when it's not, and there's nothing you could have done differently. And so when people go back and, and you know recycle to go through the relationship again after the BPD relationship with an ex, uh, the same things happen again. If the person doesn't get treatment and it takes a lot of time, so nothing's really going to change in these repeating and recycling back with the ex kind of cycles that some people do quite a few times. So it's because you can't stop thinking about them. You're ruminating. You're focused on. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On them, because you're still not yet addressing your codependency and the subconscious nature of why you can't stop ruminating and focusing on them because it's not really all about them. It has something to do with them for sure, but it's not really all about them. This happens to a lot of people and it's because of that focus. And this is, again, people with codependency not focusing on themselves, continuing to avoid self by focusing on the X. And why do people with codependency do that? Again, obsession, rumination on the X 
is a way to not only avoid yourself, but more importantly for people with codependency, it's what you learn in childhood. It's a pattern. It's a repetition compulsion in codependency. You avoid your own feelings. You need their chaos and drama. You need to be focused on them. You need to be trying to help them, fix them, rescue them so that you don't have to focus on you. And it's a very difficult shift for people to make when they enter into the kind of work that I do with clients to heal the codependency and the family of origin, etc., and to heal from the relationship. But that can't happen when you're going back and recycling with the borderline X again. And like I said, some people do it over and over again. And the second biggest reason why people get back with the borderline X and again, often more than one time, has to do with how you don't really feel worthy. You don't have self-esteem. As somebody with codependency, you have a dysfunctional relationship to and with yourself. You're still needing and trying to get, maybe subconsciously, something that you hope that will come back your way from all your giving and your enabling and your, your overgiving and your rescuing and you're trying to fix them. You're hoping somehow, and more to the point subconsciously, your wounded inner child is hoping that there's going to be some reparation in this for you. And there never is in these relationships. They're too unhealthy. These are toxic, trauma-bonded relationships. And really the borderline who's, who, you know, number one reason for going back, recycling again with the BPDX, starting trying the relationship all over again, which really doesn't work out ever. The other reason in, in this Number two reason of not feeling like enough worth for yourself is that the borderline has remained the borderline X that you might be getting back with or have tried or might be about to do it again. You've remained in a subsumed, so absorbed, sort of taken over focus. So you've been so focused on this person with BPD that you feel or you might not be aware but to, on a feeling level somewhere, likely inner child, wounded inner child, it's like you just you just have to go back. You just have to try again. Again, you might be thinking that you did something wrong or it was your fault. You can do something better. You can help more. You can really change and fix them again. They've said something to you that likely is fleeting awareness on their part. And even when they have good intentions with saying, oh, they'll change or they realize this or that now, it doesn't change behavior. It doesn't change the cycle. The person, the ex of BPD becomes your project, essentially. They were your project, and then the BPD relationship breakup happened, and then you're, you know, the ruminating and the obsessing. And then the second reason, which I'm talking about right now, why people go back to the ex, because you just don't feel like you have worth Maybe you feel like you don't have, like, again, it might not be conscious, but you might be feeling like you don't have meaning or purpose either because a person with BPD in, in, for various different reasons for people, but they've become your project and they are the sum total of your subsumed focus. And that going back because you really feel what is toxic guilt and maybe you have a shame wound People with codependency have shame wounds. So you might be going back to try to satiate for yourself. You think maybe it'll work, you know, maybe you could try again. But you might be going back, like I said, to try to do something different. You might think it's really your fault. You might have really taken on 
your ex with BPD's toxic shame dump on you and the projected projection that everything was your fault. And that might be the other part of this feeling unworthy and and just as, you know, the focus continues on them, they become a project and you're just determined that you can somehow do it better, which is about you giving more and you not making the mistakes that you think you made that caused the BPD relationship breakup when that's not really what caused it. And so people go back and find out that the cycles speed up for the person with BPD and really these second or third or fourth or fifth relationship tries in this cycle, uh, they end faster and faster and faster. And people are also probably, you know, subconsciously seeking to get back into the rescuer role, the hero role, so you can feel better about yourself. And it's the illusion, really, of feeling better about yourself because you're actually negating and abandoning yourself. It keeps you focused on that borderline, that person you keep externalizing out your own rescue needs onto, and more to the point, the rescue needs of that wounded inner child that awaits your paying attention to him or her. And this happens to be what people with codependency often choose in going back with the ex, and again, sometimes multiple times, instead of therapy, and your healing and recovery journey, because that's how difficult it is for many people with codependency and how much they fear actually and don't really know how to really focus on themselves. And so getting into therapy and a healing and recovery process means learning how to really focus on yourself. And yeah, it means dealing with some pain and, and, and doing healing work, maybe from you know wounded inner child family of origin, but also to heal from the relationship with the borderline. And, and so another reason why there's all this redoing, all these re-efforts, recycling, going back to the ex with BPD, and again, for some people multiple times, is because you're, you're, you know, it's, it's the codependency, it's the self-avoidance, and you're just, for some people, for, uh, often for some men, it's, it's to get another hit of that sexual, that intense sexual experience that you can have with a lot of women that are with BP that are hyposexual. And I have three videos on that if you want to learn more about what that's really about. But in the trauma bond, and even more so for men, there can really be an addiction to that intense uh, hypersexuality of, the board, of many, but not all, but many borderline women. And the third reason, and for the last year and a bit, has it's really it's really what's going on in the world, and it's about lockdowns and isolation, and a lot of places closed in many areas of the world. I know where I live right now, we're in total lockdown, and and I think they're going to be imposing some more stringent restrictions soon. So a lot of places aren't open, and when you you just you know, been through BPD relationship breakup, or if you've already recycled around the relationship once or twice and you're back out at the beginning of, you know, um, trying to survive the BPD relationship breakup all over again, in the last year and a half or so, people have been going back to exes a lot more because they just can't stand being alone. 
they, they can't stop thinking about them, like I've mentioned, but also people don't give themselves enough time. But then when there's less to do, less distractions, less things open, maybe you don't have the ability to go anywhere unless you need groceries or like the way it is here. If you need groceries or I think if you need to see a doctor or just just basic essentials, right? But not necessarily to get a haircut or or even just for exercise sake. It depends what the rules are everywhere, unfortunately, whatever's going on in this world right now. So this is another reason why I think even more people in the last like almost a year now have been, and I've had a lot of clients express this, and I've had some clients who've gone back to the X, and that's been the motivating force. It's been they're having trouble being alone, and that's not the same for all people with codependency. But then it's you can't stop thinking about them because anything and everything you might have done in your life otherwise, interests, hobbies, and or maybe not, you know, like many people are working from home right now that aren't used to it. So you're not seeing the people that you're used to seeing every day during the work week. And, and you just can't, so people find it more, it is isolating and they find it to be an intolerable level of isolation when they can't stop ruminating and, and they're fixated on the X anyway. And then, and then for some people that might tend to, and, and especially some men, men, you know, you're not all the same, might tend to want to jump into another relationship, even though that's not advisable. It's harder it's more difficult to meet people and depending, you know, and, and of course, you know, using an app online is like a high probability of finding the next cluster B woman or if it's a woman, a man or whatever the case. So I think what's going on in the world situation last year is uh, a whole other kind of pressure and reason of its own that kind of fits with and overlaps with the first reason and the second reason. So, and the fourth reason why lots of people go back to these relationships and do it like in a very cyclical fashion and often multiple times, and if you can relate to this, you might want to make this time the last time, or if you just got spit out the back end again and you're in the BPD relationship breakup phase again, how can you stop yourself from doing it again? The fourth reason that people do recycle back into these relationships with the BPDX has to do with, sort of like the last one, it has to do with being lonely and being bored. And that can be different for men who are the ex with an ex with BPD than it is for women with an ex with BPD, a man, a male ex with BPD, in the sense that you know, there's the inherent differences between men and women. Not all men are the same, not all women. But bored and lonely and also, again, that sexual fixation with the, with the intensity of the hypersexuality and being lonely and bored and not knowing if you can meet anyone else, which is not recommended. People need to get into healing and recovery first, right? Which I always recommend people take 18 months minimum to two years in healing and recovery when I'm working with them as clients to really heal and get to know themselves and heal from codependency. So a lot of men, and, and there could be some women out there. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, you're lonely, you're bored, you're really in this intense hyper-focus on, because you might really be, a part of the trauma bond can be love addiction. And so there's the aspect of you just don't, you feel lost if you're not in a relationship. And also the, the, the sexual aspects, like I mentioned before. And, and ruminating about that continuously and then factoring in the last reason, the way the world is and people have less distractions and a lot of people are really struggling with the isolation, whether they have codependency or not, whether you've just had a BPD relationship breakup or not. There's also that missing piece of you don't really know yourself well enough you have codependency, you have a wounded inner child, you have some family of origin issues, and they might still be in your subconscious. You might not be totally aware of this yet. And and so you just don't want to be alone, besides being lonely and bored, and the fixation, and, and, and maybe the addiction of the trauma bond, and maybe for, could be for a woman too, but for some men, very much is an addiction of really needing that intense hypersexuality again. And, and I've had clients say, I just want another hit of that. That's all I need. And, of course, if you get one hit of that, you're going to need another hit of that. You're going to need another hit of that. So that motivates, unfortunately, not all men, but a lot of men, to go back to the borderline X. Some people with codependency have a really strong fear of being alone. They just don't know how to tolerate that. They just don't know what to do with themselves because... Because it can be so difficult for people with codependency to turn and face themselves. And that usually needs to be done in a process of therapy. And I'm out here to work with people if you resonate with me on that. It really is the codependent repetition compulsions. And, and one of them is often fear of being alone. And the other is difficulty in facing one's own self. Because you're used to abandoning yourself. And you don't do that consciously or on purpose. And again... That borderline X looks like a pretty good project, right? A pretty good, again, way to externalize out and not have to focus on yourself. And some people with more severe codependency really just don't know themselves very well and maybe aren't consciously aware of that. And so it's really extra difficult to be alone. And so many people with severe codependency haven't ever been taught or thought about, or even known about maybe, or learned that what's really important is to have, to build a healthy relationship with yourself, to learn how to nurture yourself, to learn how to be there, self-care, self-partnering really, and how to develop a healthy relationship to and with yourself. Knowing yourself gives people a central purpose that gives a deeper meaning in life to everything you do, to who you would want to be in a relationship with, to what really brings meaning to your life. And for many people with codependency, in this, this reason for recycling back into the relationship with the borderline ex, and many times over, as I've said, it can also be very much 
very much an abandonment of yourself and a way to run from the very relationship that you didn't get modeled or you didn't get helped with with parents in childhood to get to know yourself better, to really have a relationship with yourself. And in the absence of that, which might not be in your consciousness, you're going to look back again for all the other reasons I've already listed. Then you're going to reverse Hoover or be Hoovered and get back with the ex with BPD because that's where you find meaning and purpose and identity right now. Or, or um, maybe not total identity, but it's where you feel you matter. And a lot of people with codependency just simply can't. It's, it's a love addiction in the sense of, you know, you're addicted to being in a relationship. And you don't feel like you have any self-esteem or self-worth or you matter or there's no meaning or purpose to life if you're not in a relationship. And that's part of love addiction as well. And the fifth reason why people often go back to the ex with BPD, this could be true of a ex, you know, uh, an arc ex as well. But the, the reason that people go back and recycle again or lots of cycles of BPD relationship breakup, they're your ex, you're back in this situation, the four things I've already listed apply, and then the maybe some, maybe not all, but for some people, all of them. And then the fifth reason that people go back to be with the borderline ex, that people go back to be with the borderline ex, and often, like I said, multiple times, is that you're really stuck in childhood programming. You're really stuck in that codependent repetition compulsion cycle that you probably still aren't that consciously aware of. So people with codependency doing this, recycling through, you know, BPD relationship breakup, going back to the ex, etc., you are trying to meet your own needs through that person with BPD, which isn't going to happen. But again, they're your project. Your focus is externalized out onto them. And with that, what happens is you just don't realize that you are doing something that is so first nature to you, and you might not be consciously aware of it, but you are looking to have needs met that weren't met in childhood in a subconscious way and from somebody who can't even love you or attach to you and who often doesn't even see you. You may not yet be aware of what the wounding programming of adverse childhood experience to some trauma in your childhood really means for you in the here and now, right now, yet. And so it's another reason why people keep going back to the BPDX. People with codependency because of the woundedness in childhood are often steeped in their own shame wounds and that can drive people to really feel uncomfortable and you don't know yourself well enough and you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself and it drives you back to the person with BPD again who is you know that major distraction and also be, is, is like I've said before that project that gives you something to focus on, that gives you some kind of sense of self-worth and meaning, but it's all taking away from yourself. But people with codependency who keep staying in these cycles aren't really aware of that at this point or just yet. People with codependency feel worth and self-esteem when you're trying to rescue, fix, when you're enabling the person with BPD. And this is a very painful subconscious form 
of self-sabotage that people with codependency and often for some people with, with you know, BPD relationship breakup, get hoovered by the ex or you reverse hoover back again, very cyclical. For some people, it's it, it happens many times over. That very painful subconscious self self-abandonment, self-sacrifice, and self-sabotage is what you're actually doing, but you might not be aware of that. And the only way to break the trauma bond, which isn't easy, takes time. I'm out here to work with you again, if you resonate with me, to help you break that trauma bond. But the only chance you have to break the trauma bond is to make, if you're in this situation right now, when it doesn't work out again, and you have yet another BPD relationship breakup, you need to make it your last time. You need to go no contact. You need to get into therapy. You need to break the trauma bond. And yeah, the work is formidable, and it is painful for a time, but it's so worth it because you need to not only heal and recover from the relationship, especially you've been cycling back through it many times and many BPD relationship breakups, you're trying to survive them, survive that BPD relationship breakup over and over and over and over again. You're getting more and more hurt and you're just building your codependency muscles and the externalization out. And it's like the more you do it, the more the chances are you're going to keep doing it because it is, quote, working, unquote, for you, even though it's not. But you're trying to avoid yourself and it helps you to not feel lonely and bored not feel lost, not, you know, have fear of being alone, not be pining away, not be maybe um, feeling the withdrawal from a sex addiction or feeling like you don't matter or you're not important or you have no worth because you're not in a relationship. So the only way to break the cycle is in a BPD relationship breakup phase, you really need to go no contact, like I said. You need to get into your own recovery. And this is, for many people, something that feels impossible to do. So you need to get away from the person. You need to go no contact. And yeah, a lot of people are going to experience withdrawal, literally, physically, and emotionally. You're still going to have the rumination, the obsession. You're still going to feel lonely. You're still going to feel lost. You're still going to feel bored. You're still going to feel all over again. You'll be at ground zero with all these feelings and the cognitive dissonance and more. But you need to hold that boundary of no contact and then get into therapy right away because it's one incremental step at a time, one moment at a time. Otherwise, how are you ever going to make one of many BPD relationship breakups be the last one? That, that you start to look to find yourself to rescue the wounded inner child inside of you that you've been trying to rescue externally by having a person with BPD as your project. It's pretty self-defeating. And so if you resonate with any of those five reasons and if you've done this or you're thinking about doing it or you're thinking about doing it again, the only way to make it the last time is to go no contact and realize it's going to be painful and difficult, and especially given the world circumstances right now. But I'm out here to work with people who are in that nightmare right now. 
of that just trying to survive the BPD relationship breakup, just trying to hang on or get to no contact and then hang on. And, and it's the rumination, the obsession, the feeling lonely, the feeling bored, the withdrawal, the, the feeling like you don't matter because you're not in a relationship. It all comes back up. And what makes a difference is that you make this decision logically, right? You follow your head, not your heart. And you make this decision logically, really difficult to do, to go no contact. And then the second thing you do immediately after is you contact someone and you get into therapy and you get support and you get to talk about it and you start to work on what you need to work on so you can really make this no contact stick and you can learn new coping strategies and skills to help with the rumination, to help with the obsession and to help with even the other aspects of addiction and how to break the trauma bond and keep moving forward, connect with your wounded inner child and do that family of origin work and put the pieces together so you can self-partner with yourself, come back to yourself and that little guy or little girl inside of you and come home to self in a self-integration process and come home to self and know yourself for the first time more fully, authentically and have self-esteem and self-worth. And this is like an inside job. And it's really hard for people with codependency to turn into that healing and recovery journey because for a lot of people with codependency, it's just so foreign and so painful to think that you deserve to focus on yourself. But you do. And so if you resonate with any of this, you've been around a cycle or two or more, or you're maybe in one right now and you, and you know it's not working out, or you just went through yet another BPD relationship breakup with the same, with an ex again, and maybe it's not the first or the maybe it's the third or the fourth time, you need to reach out, you need to get help so that you can go no contact and start learning how in therapy to break the trauma bond. So I hope that people will find this helpful and I hope that if you're, if you have, you know, you might be on the precipice of doing this. I hope this will help you to not. And if you have done it more than once, or you're, you just come out around the cycle again, or you're in it and you know that it's like, you're really starting to get those feelings again. Like this is not going to work out and you're seeing the same signs again, then just know if you resonate with me, I'm out here to work with you, but you need to find somebody if I don't resonate with you. You need to find somebody to work with. You need to stop the cycle. And you know what? It's never going to feel like the right time. It's never really going to feel doable. It's, it's really going to feel impossible. So you have to lead with your head and make some really tough choices. That will be the beginning of your taking action to break the cycle and break the trauma bond. Take care. You've been listening to the Surviving BPD Relationship Breakups podcast with counselor and trauma recovery coach, A.J. Mahari, keeping it real to help you heal. Abuse is not love.
You can find this podcast website with blogs and more information and purchase some book sessions with A.J. Mahari at ajmahari.ca to help you with your healing and recovery journey from any relationship type with somebody with borderline personality. Please also check A.J.'s other website, bpdbreakups.com, for blog posts and more information. A.J.'s membership site can be found at ajmahari.co. Please keep tuning in. And if you're not subscribed to A.J. Mahari's YouTube channel, please check it out at youtube.com slash A.J. Mahari. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.